Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, forward by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you want legendary service, if you, you want sweeter discounts, discounts Save by bundling auto and home with insurance. Hello and welcome to the first proper podcast of FIFA 21. I'm delighted that you're going to be joining us for this. We get into talking about the crazy market that we've seen at the start of FIFA 21. Some little tips to get you started and improve that coin balance. Plus plenty of reviews, mainly focusing on the Bundesliga, but there are also some cheap beasts from elsewhere too. I'm your host, Ben. You're listening to the Foot Weekly podcast in FIFA 21, and it's brought to you by our supporters. Hello and welcome to week one of the Foot Weekly podcast in FIFA 21. Ah, I can't believe we're here. It feels very strange, but also extremely exciting to be back in the swing of things. And uh, I've got a very familiar panel. And there's also something quite familiar and nostalgic about starting every FIFA game too. It's a bit like gathering around the warm fire on a winter's day. We're going to discuss it in this podcast and we have a great selection of guests. We have, as we very often are fortunate to have, legend of the FIFA scene, Air Jates FIFA. Hello. Hello. How is it going, Ben? Yeah, it's good. It's uh, It's been a frantic start, but an enjoyable one. Yeah, it has. I have been enjoying myself on FIFA. And when you were talking just a second ago on like, you know, sitting around the fire, I sort of imagine us as like, you know, the scene in Lord of the Rings where they're like getting <laughs> ready to go on the journey to destroy the <laughs> ring. I feel like that's what's happening right in this very second as we're trying to go, you know, on our path to overarching FIFA glory and hoping you guys will all come along for the ride as well. So you Legolas, uh, Gimli or Aragorn, Boromir? Uh, I think we'll have to leave it to the listeners to decide <laughs> who's who here. I think that's probably the safest the safest bet. <laughs> Very wise indeed. And to another wise man of the foot scene who's returned to us, it is, strange to be saying this, Steve, the foot coach. He came back a few weeks ago, but on the main pod itself this time. Welcome back. Indeed, yeah. Good in a, in a strangely nice way, I hope, Ben. 
Um, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, you know, we talked about sitting around a, a fireplace. Not something I'd be familiar with, being born in the 1990s. But Steve, you born in the 1890s, maybe, maybe slightly, <laughs> slightly more familiar. Radio silence. Mm, well, we're on to podcasts these days, Steve. Radio is a bit, a bit old hat now. <laughs> Talking of which, you're you're moving with the times. You're on to FIFA 21. Indeed, yeah, yeah. Really got to grips with starting to play over the weekend. And there is a lot to adjust to in FIFA 21, I think. I think it's a it's a very different game to FIFA 20. I was under the impression from some of the footage that I'd seen that, that not much had changed, but uh, appearances can certainly be deceptive, and, and they are in, in this context, I think. Yeah, we'll get more into that in this sort of gameplay podcast we're going to do. But in terms of that, it is quite interesting because I think a lot of people thought it wasn't that different because ultimately the footage you see, everyone is playing like they're playing FIFA 20, right? Nobody's adjusted to FIFA 21 yet. So it's only once you kind of get hands on it and start to see the differences that people spot them, I think. Um, but let's introduce our last guest who's going to be very useful in this particular section we're about to go into. And that is Matt Foot Trading back again. Hello. Hello, Ben. Hello, guys. It's good to be back. First podcast of FIFA 21. Promising start. So uh, yeah, hopefully it's uh, another good year. Yeah, definitely. Let's start then. I wanted to just get into how things are panned out. And as Matt's here at the moment, I know you've got to pop off at some point. I'm talking about where the market is, where it's going. And I suppose the big thing we've seen that's been different to previous years, we always see this big inflation of prices as people buy packs and coins come into the game. But this year, because of those rivals placement matches, the market has gone absolutely crazy. I mean... I placed into Division 2 with a team that was just a straight-up, no FIFA points spent, web app team. And I, I won five games and got 124,000 coins for that. I mean, it's been huge, the inflation on players, and the prices are just going wild, right? Yeah, as you say, it's it's a, it's a completely different market this year at the start. You know, If you think every single player that has played their five rivals placement games, you know, even if you average it out, pretty much every single player has got an extra... 50 to 80,000 coins roughly I'd say in their account pretty much on day one of uh, of FUT21 so if you think the kind of players they're going to go out and buy you know you're looking at you know all those low like low to mid-tier meta players you know your likes of Richarlison your, your Usman Dembele's all these kind of guys and they have just absolutely flown you know mm. we've got so many guys that are extinct because their price ranges are too low you've got you know, 80 rated St. Maximins up at like 50,000 coins. You've got, you know, even the the higher tier guys, you know, you've got, you know, Martial's going extinct to 160,000 coins, things like that. So it's it's definitely a, a different market to anything we've seen before. Definitely a lot higher than anything we've seen before. But yeah, you know, it's, it's definitely something to adjust to. And I think, you know, it's, it's something that we'll have to get used to if this is you know what they're gonna be doing in the future with you know that coin injection at the start so it's a lot different uh nothing we can't handle obviously and um you know higher prices means there's even more profit potential mm. and what, what do you think about this jakes from your perspective because we discussed it a fair bit before the game released and i was sort of saying i actually do think although we'll have to see what coins you get that it will be worth playing those rivals matches quite quickly and getting those coins back do you think it's like almost too much because the amount of coins that everyone's got, it's almost devalued because it's so many coins that all player prices have just shot up as a result, right? Yeah, I 
I mean, I don't know. I, <laughs> I, I'm man enough to admit that I was like wrong. You remember when I was talking about saying, I don't think I'm going to play. I think I'm going to lose all of them and stay in like a lower division and do all that. And then I saw the bright, shiny 124K and early access. <laughs> and I was like, well, this is a different story if I can go out and win those five games. So I, I like what it does because for the new player to ultimate team, it's like a coin injection that you can actually go out and maybe get one of your favorite players into your squad right away. And I think one of the Hmm. downfalls for new players in the past has been like, well, how do you even go about starting to get one of your favorite players into your squad? It was just something that was so challenging. And for the experienced players, you could do a lot with 124K and you know that. And so I actually think it's a really nice addition in many ways i hope it's not something that gets abused but i you know i like seeing it it was useful for me early on and i was able to turn that 124k into probably like 350k with some early trading you know it set me on a a really nice path for the remainder of the year yeah yeah. Uh, steve what are your thoughts i mean this must have come as a bit of a surprise obviously arriving in the uh pre fifa 21 scene quite late uh suddenly getting that coin injection what was that like? I mean, I, I don't think that any of us were really expecting it. I want to float out a, a, a bit of a conspiracy theory quite early here. Let's see what Matt thinks. Of it. Uh, here we go. <laughs> here we go. I've yeah, indeed. <laughs> um, some of these, the extinct players, the the price ranges seem to be wildly out. It seems like the miscalculation is so huge that perhaps it's intentional. It strikes me that this would be a, a very good way of actually managing the market early on. By making certain players unavailable, you can force people to buy other players and push the prices of them up. And I wonder if, um, do, you, do you think our old friend Foot Economist may be <laughs> dabbling in the dark arts here a little bit, Matt? Well, I can, I can kind of see both sides, you know. I can, I can see why EA would want that because in the same token, you know, you're getting people invested in these cards. It's, you know, keeping coins locked into certain cards for an extended period of time if they don't update the price ranges. But... On the other hand, I don't think it's necessarily in their best interest for, you know, for casuals, because if they're coming onto the game and they want to pick up, say, you know, an Anthony Martial or they want to go and pick up like an Edda Militao for their team, if they can't get one of them because they're extinct, it kind of, it puts a bit of a sour taste in their mouth. So I think, you know, I, th- I wouldn't go as far to say it's it's calculated. I think it's it might just be a case of there's so many different cards in the database and in the game to choose from you know sometimes it's difficult to judge the the various demand for certain cards you know there are obviously some obvious ones like you know Edo Militao in the first few weeks of FIFA 20 or FIFA 21 I should say if it was worth say 21 he shouldn't be valued at 15,000 coins max it's it's just as simple as that so there are definitely certain extinct cards that are just massively undervalued and under underpriced but there are some I can you know I can sort of understand why EA wouldn't think that a card would be as valued or as demanded as it is but yeah i think you know they've got to they've got to really get on it with these these price range updates because we're seeing cards now i know they don't typically work over the weekends um but you know you're seeing certain cards that have been extinct for a good sort of four or five days now getting on for and if we're looking at the casuals they they want to start picking these cards up so we've got to start getting them on the market in all seriousness, it probably is a stretch to say that it's been done deliberately. But I think that, I mean, the, the example that Matt gave there of Militao, his price range being 15000 it's just, I mean, how on earth can a mistake like that be made? Um, 
And it's just, I don't think that people would be that upset if they had to, instead of having an Anthony Martial, they they have to use a, a Richarlison. Um, mm. I mean, that's why the price of Richarlison has gone through the roof because there are no good alternatives there. So I don't know. Yeah, I'd, I'd take your points, but um, hmm, not quite sure about it. I, th- I think as well, like you've got to you've got to take into account that from a market perspective. EA are just giving people such an opportunity to make big profits on these cards. Yeah. You know, over, you know, on Friday, for example, I think it was Friday, I was picking up um, Douglas Costa at 15,000 coins when he was extinct. He obviously got updated and I was able to double my coins on all of those. I sold them for about 30 to 35,000 coins a card. So, you know, it's not really in EA's interest to have a ton of extinct cards at a low price range because it just gives all these people a chance to invest at that lower price obviously sell once the range gets updated providing of course it's not too over invested which is a potential issue with these cars that have been extinct now for you know three or four days but um yeah if if we're talking sort of ea and market manipulation it's not really in their best interests for for traders and that to get invested in these cards and obviously sell for the higher prices yeah it does just give a huge advantage to people flipping cards and things like that we should say actually for anyone who's trying to snipe players it used to be the general rule of thumb was that you did it on the console but that's definitely not the case anymore the web app tends to be how people do it so if you can sort of change the size of your browser to make the buy now button and the search button in the same place so you can just click on the same spot and then hit enter on your keyboard and that confirms the purchase and also if you have like a button set up on your keyboard which is click mouse button then you can snipe players quite quickly i know that worked for a lot of people when shadow was extinct last year and people were trying to find it so uh give that a go i think we'll move on then to talking about how things are going to pan out the rest of the week and jakes we talked about one to watch being over two weeks i guess that means it's quite hard to predict what cards are kind of going to go extinct because they'll be out of packs because you have two separate squads yeah, I I mean, yes and no. I think we can wager a pretty good bet on some of the cards early on. Just the same way that, you know, you can take a look at the performances from over the weekend and wager a bet as to what cards might go out of packs there. So I, you know, that's one of the easiest ways, I think, to make some coins early on. Matt, I think you'd agree there that, you know, mm. some of your high profile players that manage to get an inform that aren't at the top of their price range yet oftentimes creep up to the top of that price range when this happens yeah definitely i think you know over time if you're you know looking to invest in things longer term doing that out of pack stuff is is really really good early on especially for those those players that are demanded for those early teams um but one thing we saw over the weekend was a lot of people sort of trading these gold cards like they were ones to watch cards if that makes sense like everyone was like mm. buying them up when you know when Haaland scored um i think his second goal i think he went from you know it was about 88,000 in the morning and i think it went all the way up to 135k so if you're if you're in the market for sort of those sort of trading methods if you're watching games there are a lot of people trying to get in on these these out of packs investments very very early on um so if you're able to you know pick some cards up you know, very, very quickly, you can obviously sell back to those investors. That was quite a profitable method this uh, this weekend. Um, but yeah, if you're, if, as I say, if you're longer term, doing the general out of pack stuff is is a very, very 
simple thing to do. It's 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 not not difficult at all. You know, you're just looking at those those higher tier players that people want to get into their teams. There's potential to get some like SBC investments in there as well if they're going out of packs for team of the week. Um, so yeah, it's it's definitely definitely an idea to keep an eye on that. And then in terms of market outlook over the next couple of days, we have the official release of the game. So more people coming into the ecosystem, I guess, playing maybe those placement matches. Are we likely to see what we saw when EA Access came out, where things crash a bit? Yes. And then they rise again. Japes, you, you shouted there. You know, it's really interesting to see with when EA Access or EA Play came out, it basically gives us a small... Uh, peek through the window of what is likely to happen when the game drops, but perhaps even more of an extreme mm. version. Because, you know, the, the game's going to drop. Some people are going to be opening packs. There's going to be a lot of stuff added to the market, but then people are going to play their placement matches and there's going to be billions of coins probably introduced into the environment that people are going to want to spend then and there. So a lot of the cards and the popular ones will likely fly in prices mm-hmm. again. Yeah, Matt, are you in agreement on that? Yeah, I think yeah, you definitely got to try and like split it up into various sort of subsections of the market because some of these these lower rated players are going to get packed a lot. They're very, very, very high in price at the moment because everyone's obviously trying to make those starter teams. I think once you know full games released, I think we're going to see so many people packing these kind of cards to the point where the supply might just outweigh the demand a little bit. On the, on some of these lower rated guys, you know, I'm talking like the sort of like the five to twenty k cards at the moment that you know they're okay, but they're not probably the the better options that you'd be looking at for teams. So I think there's definitely a chance that things like that could drop. But in terms of like the higher tier market, I think you know the the sky is the limit really on some of these, especially some of these team of the week one informs that will be going out of packs. You know, your Ben Yedders, that kind of thing. I really think that that's the sort of card that could fly exponentially once it's out of packs so um yeah i think it's, it's definitely going to be an interesting week i want to so i want to see what happens with all the pack spending when we go on to like ultimate and champions editions and see if people are gonna drop any more fifa points than they have already on ea access and ea play so yeah it's, it's going to be a good week i think there's a lot of uh, a lot of profit to be made yeah, yeah definitely and, and matt we should give you a little mention here because you're streaming pretty regularly on you on on twitch doing you know trading advice if people want to come in and ask you things or check out what you're up to then they can do it there right yeah they certainly can uh, yeah twitch.tv slash matt trading uh same as my twitter you know it's matt trading as well and yeah we're live pretty much most days from like 7 p.m to 10 p.m doing some you know good two three hour streams just talking market doing some live trading that kind of thing so yeah nice Perfect. And uh, just to, I guess, close up, we should say, as I mentioned briefly earlier, we have got one to watch at the end of this week. Be interesting to see. And we just don't know how that impacts, I guess, the market in terms of spend, because you would have thought most people would be loading their FIFA points onto the game to use pretty much straight away. But then another key spend opportunity, I guess, comes on Friday. So uh, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how that interacts, if you like. And then that following weekend, I think we've had it confirmed, will be the first weekend league so that's not this coming weekend but the weekend after that um one of the ea staff members confirmed it on twitter uh, i think it was everyone sort of thought it would be then anyway so that uh, again will have a, an interesting impact on the market likely to see you know your meta players really rise into that weekend league and then t- to actually drop off a little bit over that weekend or towards the end of that weekend so that's worth keeping an eye on too that's a bit of a long distance forecasting for you 
But yeah, let's move on to a couple of tips I just wanted to get out around content itself. The first one, Matt, which is something that's potentially new to some people, Steve, I'm thinking of you here, is quick sell recovery. One of the things that I just wanted to point out for people starting out who want to gain a few coins, mm. if you pack something like an inform, most of them are discard at the moment. Yeah. Do you want to just explain a bit how you can use quick sell recovery to your advantage here? Yeah. So um, basically quick sell recovery, you know, it is, it is what it says on the tin, you know, if you accidentally or intentionally in this case, uh, quick sell a card, um, if you have the coin value of the discard in your account in terms of coin value, you can basically repurchase that card for discard value and get it back in your club. I believe you can do it five times a month. Um, so five times every 30 days, it refreshes after 30 days. And I believe you can recover any player from the last week, I think it is. Hmm. So yeah, early on, it's actually a really, really smart way to go. Um, something I saw one of my Twitch subscribers do, which I thought was absolutely genius, was they packed a Bruno Fernandez on the web app, an informed Bruno Fernandez. And they actually discarded him for 10,000 coins and used the 10,000 coins to trade with early on and then rebought him back for the 10,000 coins later on in the evening. So Damn. that was, I, I was looking at him and I was like, I mean, that's, that's next that level is, ninja was, web app tactics I right there. Baffled. I was like, you discarded a Bruno Fernandez. He's like, no, 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 it's all right. I bought him back for like 10 and a half K. And I was like, oh, yeah. Like, yeah so yeah these, these guys are out here teaching teaching an old dog new tricks so to speak so uh yeah, yeah yeah i was i was very impressed so that's just that's just one of the ways that you can you know definitely utilize it early on if you're waiting for various informs to rise in price out of packs you know if they're discard for example you could always discard them get the ten thousand coins in now and then you could recover them maybe a week down the line if they're a little bit higher in price that's always a, a good way to go potentially mm-hmm. and then the other thing i wanted to say on this is if you subscribe to the ea newsletter then you get yourself a loan icon and it's either baby r9 baby cantona or baby zidane it's well worth doing because live foot friendlies which has a decent reward at the moment actually will give you the opportunity, will allow you to use those loans for as long as possible, right? Because live foot friendlies are friendly, so they don't use up loan matches. So with all these potential objectives within foot friendlies, you are actually going to benefit from having a decent sort of loan club, if you like. Mm. And the one thing to remember is don't let that loan go down to zero games because then you can't use them. But of course, if you have them on one game, you can. So they're actually much more useful probably than they have been previously. But let's take a break there. There's some exciting news in the break and some exciting reviews in the second half coming up in just a moment as well. Hello, listeners. I'm here to tell you about a change to the podcast schedule in FIFA 21. It's something that I've been planning for a while, thought about it a lot, and I definitely think it's going to be a win-win for everyone. What this means for the main feed here is that there's going to be a podcast every week of the same length, and it will be on either content or it will be on gameplay. The other one, the one that didn't appear on the main feed, will be available to supporters. So the supporter feed will have two podcasts a week and the main feed will have one podcast. So it remains the same in terms of being double the amount of content for supporters. And obviously the big improvement for the main feed is the consistency of having a same length podcast every week, which is something I've wanted to change for quite a while. So you might have now realized that this is the content pod 
And this week, the Gameplay Pod is out just for supporters on the Patreon feed. Remember, you can get that feed and chuck it into your podcast providing app. All very clean and easy to operate. And it is definitely worth mentioning too that for the start of FIFA 21, there is a 12,000 FIFA point giveaway going on on the Patreon, which if you join now, you can hop in and enter. Also, if you've ever been put off by the fact that you can only pay in dollars, well, that's no longer the case. You can also pay in pounds and euros, which actually makes it a little bit cheaper. On top of those things, we also have the regular things, which are the fact that you get double the amount of podcast content, as well as other great perks too, including the podcast earlier and ad-free, and loads more as well for just £3 a month. You can sign up and join in that giveaway too over at bit.ly slash podpoints21. So that's bit.ly slash podpoints21. Right, let's get back into this content pod. It's harder than ever to find clothes that will stand the test of time. But if you're looking for pieces designed to last, you can't go wrong with American Giant. From hoodies and t-shirts to denim and more, They've got everything you need to build a wardrobe that you'll be proud of for years to come. Shop wardrobe essentials that last a lifetime at American-Giant.com and use LT23 to get 20% off your first order. That's 20% off your first order, American-Giant.com, code LT23. Right, well, let's do some reviews of players that we've been enjoying so far. Matt, do you want to start us off here? I'll, I'll kick it off and I'll say Erling Haaland this year. Mm. I, I'm in love already. I used the uh, the seven game loan. I believe you had a. It might have been eight games. I think you had a, a loan at the start and then there was a loan from the first level one season objectives. So I put them all into Haaland. I used him for my placement games and I think he could be one of the, one of the better strikers this year. I loved his finishing. I think he was. Really, really quick. Even though he's got eighty, only eighty acceleration, he was burning past defenders. I think the pace is definitely a, a big factor this year. Yeah, I was, I was loving him. Finishing was incredible. The power on it, the placement, the finesses were incredible. So even the dribbling, to a certain extent, I was, I was very, 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 very surprised. So for me, if Haaland especially gets an inform this week, that could be uh, someone to keep an eye on. Matt, did you know that? In real life, Erling Haaland was clocked as one of the five fastest players in Europe last season. I did see wow. that, yeah. And he only gets 84 pace. Mm. Amazing. Mm. Yeah. What's his sprint speed? Is it quite hard? I think it's 80 acceleration, 88 sprint speed. Uh, okay. What I will say, too, is Haaland had two goals and an assist over the weekend. And is not unlikely to get an inform, knowing that he's you know one of the cover stars and... To have a cover star get a, have a good enough weekend to get an inform over the first week is likely too much to pass up for EA, in my opinion. And mm, so mm. that gold card that is trading, uh, what is he on PlayStation? Probably like 100, 115K now, I'd imagine. With a price range of 300K, you could see that gold card do some damage by the time, uh, by the end of the week that his inform is out of packs. Yeah, there are not that many striking options in the Bundesliga, really, are there? Uh, it's either? Lewandowski or Haaland. That's really, yeah. I yeah. mean, it's that's really it. It is bare. Yeah, yeah. And Lewandowski is what, like 200, 300k or something? So. Mm. But I bought yeah. Lewandowski for shot. 56k. <laughs> <laughs> How has he been? Because, I mean, he's a player that should be, if, if someone like Haaland's good, I guess Lewandowski should be pretty good as well. Yeah, Lewandowski, probably my favorite Lewandowski that I've had in any FIFA at this point. Mm. I think it's, 
you know, I'm using Hunter on him and his his dribbling seems fine. But what I will say is his finishing is outrageous because he's got like both outside the foot finesse and the finishing that I found to be like really fun and impressive with him is cross body low driven. So the L1 R1 and mm. shooting that to the far post, he is just clinical as can be. He basically like pings it off the far post and in every single time. So I, I've enjoyed Lewandowski. I think he's usable. I've used Holland's loan as well. And honestly, I, I'm not sure that Lewandowski is worth the 100 K premium over Holland. Mm. Which is a little unfortunate given that they're seven rating points apart. But, you know, it is what it is, right? It's Lewandowski. What <laughs> is Stickler Steve is back uh, <laughs> in the weekly podcast scene. Are you, are you accusing him of mispronouncing the uh, Polish legend? Well, it's kind of hybrid, isn't it? Because the Americans tend to call him Lewandowski, but Japes is going for Lewandowski there. So I, I guess you've mm. kind of got one foot in each camp. Wait, so what should it be? It's Lewandowski, boys. He's Lewandowski. I, I watch a lot of Bayern. <laughs> and so I do my best to try to pronounce his name the way I hear the, the announcers pronounce it. So um, I think we'll... Perhaps they're wrong. Are they American? <laughs> no, they're German. Um, so, oh, do you watch in German? <laughs> I don't watch in German, but they're German announcers that are speaking English oftentimes. Perhaps a, a Polish uh, speaker can send us a voice clip and uh, I'll play it on the next pod. Get this cleared it. up. Why don't we just call him the best player in Europe? <laughs> right? There you go. But anyways, Holland could fly. He's quite good. Uh, if there are specific Bundesliga questions that podcast listeners have, feel free to ask because I have used most of the meta players. And in fact, um, one of the ones that I I would call out as being maybe a little bit overlooked, uh, Marcel Sabitzer, the Austrian midfielder for uh, Leipzig, is mm. really, really good as a box-to-box CM. And oftentimes was outperforming Goretzka in my squad. And Goretzka is 50K, Sabitzer is 7K. So just Mm -hmm. as a point of, and if you're making hybrids, that obviously opens up Limer as well, who is solid within his own rights. If you're wondering about Zakaria, I've used him as well. He is a physical specimen out on the pitch, but he sort of goes, uh, I'll call it like brain AFK sometimes where he just sort of like feels lazy and like drifts out of position. You're like, dude, what are you doing? But fortunately, he's got outrageous physical stats, so you can sort of manually make up for it. Joshua Kimmich is an interesting one because his mental stats and his passing is absolutely outrageous. He is in the right spot often, but his tackling is not quite what you, like his physical stats let him down just enough for me to question whether I want him as my holding midfielder or if he's going to really be more of a box to box player this year. I've got a couple of questions actually because I'm I'm actually really keen on uh, on running a Bundesliga setup. Yes. So Japes, two things. Sabitza, can he play Cam? Yes or no? Or is he yes. best served as a centre mid? Okay. He can play Cam. I used him as a, a Cam in a four three three four. And he was just as effective as Marco Good Royce. Stuff. Yeah, I had Royce in my um, my starting team for my placement games, and he did not feel that good, really, for the price. So Sabitz mm-hmm. is definitely one I was considering, yes. especially as well, because he's got that um, level 30 reward card. I'm going for that card definitely. this year. <laughs> um, and another one, uh, you, you mentioned uh, Zakaria. 
Do we reckon he could play mm-hmm. a, a centre back role in maybe a, a three at the back formation, maybe a wide wide centre back? Yeah, he could he could definitely play that role, and that's probably I'd say the role where he'll maybe excel mm-hmm. most. He just seems to like wander off a little bit in mm. the midfield sometimes. Um, and so I think he'd probably excel in that role. The one thing I will say too about him in the midfield is pressing this year and especially press on possession loss, which is a tactic that I like using as well. It really helps to have a player like like this is where Kimmich really shined for me is when someone would try to press Kimmich has good enough ball control and passing to get out of tricky situations. Zakaria was unable Mm. to do that. If you press Zakaria and your team and all the AI presses appropriately as well, he will lose the ball. Like he's just not as good in possession. And so that's why as a center back, I think he'd be better there. But the Bundesliga has, I'd say like an embarrassment of riches in some way for three at the back center back options this year. There's just a lot of different ways you can go between Upamakano's in form, uh, Mukieli as a right back that you can shift over. You've obviously got Klosterman and Alaba and Lucas Hernandez. Uh, my favorite center back that I've used from the Bundesliga this year is Nicolas Zula. And I'd say that's like, for me, it was a little bit surprising. He has 69 pace, but he's only got like 53 acceleration or something like that. So his sprint speed is actually quite high. And so playing and like 30s agility. Was yeah, well, but he's he's as a middle CB in a three back. And I've mm. really enjoyed the three five two mm. this year. He is a tank like he is such a tank. And the way tackling can be like a little bit inconsistent, he's just such a big body. And his tackling is so, so good. His positioning is great. And with the shadow he has 90 plus sprint speed and he will chase a lot of players down. And so for the price on him relative to some of the other players, like for me, he's just an absolute no brainer. That's an interesting one. Yeah, he is quite reasonably priced. I actually think another player from the Bundesliga that is, he's obviously really expensive at the moment, but if you got in early, that upper Meccano looks really, really nice as well. Yeah. So I've actually, I, I used him for some of my placement matches and he ended up going out of the team for David Alaba. Upper Meccano is, how, how would I describe this? He's he's kind of one of those players that is like a jack of all trades, but master of none defensively. He might be better in a three back. So I, I was still playing a four back when I was using him, but he, he wasn't quite his positioning and tackling wasn't quite as good as Zula, but he wasn't quite as like quick as Alaba to like kind of shuffle around and deal with tricky players. So I oftentimes found him just being like, out there doing like a fine job and if you need french links that's obviously great but i like he was he was like fine and so for he, he is for what you get in that player he is wildly overpriced for me at the moment i was fortunate i bought him at 37k and sold him for 100k so he's gone up even beyond that now so i probably could have made more coins holding him but He's a player that I, I think is wildly overpriced. The best player that I've used in the Bundesliga so far is Leroy Sané, and it's not even close. He is outrageous, whether it's out wide as a, an attacking mid in the middle of the park or as a striker. He is tricky and rapid, and his left foot is surprisingly strong. Well, I should maybe I shouldn't even say surprisingly strong. I think he's it's just one of those cards that like when you apply was it the finisher cam now or finisher chem, he gets ninety six finishing and ninety seven shot power uh, along with his like ninety four agility. I, he's just and ninety nine dribbling with that chemistry as well. He's just 
not like without question the most difficult to deal with attacker that i've used yeah it's funny you mentioned the new finish of the chem style and i mean actually i think that finisher chem style which is sort of like sniper last year mm-hmm. now is just a very very strong chem style actually i mean obviously it doesn't boost pace but apart from that it's one of the few chemistry styles that will boost your agility and balance significantly and it this year boosts shot power which sniper didn't do last year so it makes it particularly strong and i was using it on ibrahimovic as i mentioned i would probably do right a week or so ago and uh, actually i think Corders hawk asked like how did you get on with him uh, he didn't disappoint i was mainly using him in squad battles but i did play one or two online games with him and he really really was a threat i mean he's cheap right he's like a couple of k and he's just a really nice different option i, mean, I think people are so used to you're really fast getting behind kind of tactics at this point in the cycle that his ability to hold up the ball you know he's still got really really good strength and physical and he's just flawless in terms of his finishing and his dribbling as well actually despite the low balance they mentioned having sort of tweaked balance a bit this year making stronger bigger players who have low balance still feel good on the ball and and he does feel really good on the ball Um, he's capable of doing some things which other players just can't do because of his size and also the other thing is that I really did notice his attacking positioning I was playing with a real proper starter squad and his positioning really stood out to the extent that he was able to make runs in behind and get on the end of through balls which I wouldn't have expected because of his pace but because he was so well positioned and he was taking up those spots on the shoulder of the defender he just felt like a fairly effective player and while that might change right as you know the the power curve increases and increases he might become of course less effective but right now for the price you pay for him he's fantastic both offline and online and just is so much fun really and also the other thing is of course he links to that SBC Tonali who we probably won't discuss in depth here because ultimately if you've got sort of 8k to spare you might as well go for it that base card I've been using to Linky Brimovic and it's really really good even as a 77 rated player so once he moves up to 80 rated and above you know two informs take him to an 84 that is a really really good card the only thing is I feel like he's quite unlikely to be getting special items and obviously the special items he does get if they're in a few months time probably won't be very expensive at all so that's just one thing to consider but 8k if you've got the coins to spare I think you might as well right Steve who have you got to share with us well so the player that I'd like to talk about but not too much at this point because I want to talk about it more in the the gameplay section would be Eden Hazard had incredible pack luck again. I got him from the Hybrid Nations SBC, which is where I packed Neymar last year. So that's a lucky one for me. And I'd been trying to make my mind up about whether or not contextual agile dribbling was really something that I wanted to use. And all I'll say at this stage is a little bit of a teaser, is that Hazard has certainly helped me to make my mind up on that front. Well, would you... Because he is like 170k which actually doesn't seem crazy considering his rating, but does he really feel like a sort of step beyond, you know, I'm trying to think of a comparable example, but I guess Dembele is like less than half his price, the 83 rated Dembele, who you probably haven't used in fairness, but does he feel like a sort of top, top player? I would say in the limited experience I've had of actually using him, yeah, I would. Um, whether or not he's his value compared to Dembele, Dembele has the five-star skills, obviously, I don't know. I'd, I'd have to use Dembele to, to really be able to answer that. But he's a, mm. he's a very nice card. And as you say, he's, he's not that expensive at the moment. And I would imagine that price would rise, I guess. 
And any cheaper players that you've used so far that you enjoyed? Quincy Primes. If, if anybody's looking for a, a budget mm-hmm. striker, I would definitely recommend Primes. He's got the agility, which I think is very important with a striker this year. He's, his finishing is, is fine and he's got the five-star skills. His uh, elastico is, is pretty big, so he can, he can work his way past defenders using the skills as well. Nice. A final player that I wanted to just quickly close up on is someone who's he's around the game every year with ridiculous pace, but I don't think he has the credit he deserves perhaps is uh, the Russian centre-back, Zikia. Oh, right? yeah. He's the guy who has like 82 pace, 78 defending, uh, 81 physical. Now, previous years, there have been a few other pacey options that are in the big leagues, but because the big leagues have gone so crazy this year in terms of price, he was a player that I picked up pretty much straight away because A, how cheap he is, and also the fact, which is kind of interesting, he is by far and away the centre-back with the highest acceleration in the game. In fact, he's got 90 acceleration. The next fastest gold centre-back in terms of acceleration is, I think, Manolas, and he's like 79 acceleration or something like that. So it's a huge difference. And as we know, Shadow this year, it only boosts acceleration by 10, whereas last year was plus 15. So you've got quite a significant disadvantage in terms of acceleration this year over last year. And the one downside which concerned me about him was he's got 55 agility. But actually, I think, and I think they've been saying something about this, they've worked on making defenders with low agility more effective. Because of course, so many defenders do have low agility. I mean, it's pretty much all of them, to be honest. There's a select few who have high agility. And he really does feel very, very good. I mean, maybe unsurprising considering how fast he is and he's got 86 strength as well and 80 aggression. So he, he's strong in the tackle and he's quick. Um, his defensive stats are around about the 80 mark for all of them. So he, he is just perhaps unsurprisingly very good. But you look at the card, you know, like a 77 rated centre-back. You know, how can this player compete? But once you look at the in-game stats, it's amazing that he's so low rated. He really has a very, very solid selection of stats. He's even got 73 composure, which is nice. 72 reactions, solid enough short passing. For some reason, 73 free kicks, which I don't know, why not have a go? But yeah, he he's just a, a really decent card. I, I really liked using him. He's very awkward to get into your team, obviously, but you've got Mario Fernandez, the right back in the Russian league, who's very solid as well. Not the fastest at right back, but super well-rounded, and he's also 6'2 as well. So the combination of those two, online as well, but definitely in squad battles are just really good if you want that kind of cheap team, if you're using coins for other things at this point, or just, you know, want to stick them in and spend your coins elsewhere. They're so cheap um, and really good. And I I was using Golovin as well, the uh, uh, centre mid from uh, Monaco, who's Russian as as well. And the combination of those three was really, really good. I think Golovin's actually very underrated every year. You know, he's under 80 rated. He's very quick. He's four-star, four-star. He's got low defense he's got low defensive stats but the rest of his stats are, are really excellent and obviously you can compensate with a chem style if you want and in my placement games i swapped him to right back and had trent in the midfield the lone version and that worked really well so yeah lots of little options out there i really like this time of year for that reason and on xbox which is you know my main account i've i've decided this year not to spend five points and just go road to glory and i think i'm already enjoying it a lot because using these kind of players and, and finding them effective has been really enjoyable obviously you know as we get the crazy cards coming to the game and prices get more and more expensive maybe that won't remain but i suppose if i really want to i can always change course at that point but it's certainly been a lot of fun um starting out in that way and and there are plenty of good options out there if you have a player that you've enjoyed and you'd like to share it with 
the pod listeners, then uh, do get in touch at footweeklypod, uh, footweekly at mail.com or in the Discord as well. It's always interesting to hear from you all. I think we're probably there ready to wrap up the sort of content section. Are there any things that people have found over the last couple of days that they might want to point out? Matt, did you see that? Is it a 50k pack for 100 finesse shots or something? <laughs> I think that's quite a good one to put. Yeah, that's that's actually one I got um, completed doing my, uh, my squad yeah, battles okay. games. Uh, this week so you know even in you know world-class legendary difficulty if you've got some you know pacey strikers with half decent finishing just making sure you're you know hitting the the finesse uh, button every time you, you go for a shot that it added up really quite quickly and i think from that 50k back i think i got a marcus urente and an untradeable alex tellers as well mm. so it's really not a bad little objective to to sort of keep track of when you're getting, you know, either squad battles or rivals games done, and you never know what you can uh, get from your uh, from your untradeable 50k pack. Nice, happy days. Well, let's leave it there then, uh, Matt. I know you're going to head off into the sunset because you've got some articles to write up, which people can find, I guess, over at Gfinity. Yes, they certainly can. I think we've got a, a team of week two prediction going up uh, today or um, Monday if you're listening to the pod a little bit later this week. So yeah, it's going to be it's going to be good. A lot of content going up there this year. A lot of uh, guide-style content for various promo releases, predictions for various promo teams, that kind of thing. Yeah, it's going to be good. Nice. And as Matt said earlier, you can follow him at MattFootTrading on Twitter, and it's the same on Twitch, isn't it, as well? It certainly is. Perfect. Thanks, Matt. Catch you soon. Thanks for having me, boys. Pleasure as always. Thank you very much, and thank you to all you listeners as well. As I said in the break, over on the Patreon, you can get the gameplay podcast this week that is over at bit.ly slash more pod so it's bit.ly slash more pod and you can also enter that 12,000 thief point giveaway there too you can catch steve stokes aka the foot coach on twitter at the foot coach and japes at uh, japes but we'll catch them both again in the gameplay pod coming out very soon for now though a huge thanks to all of you supporters for keeping this podcast going and to those icon patrons Dave B, DJ FIFA player, Coach Vass, Hugh J, Thomas, Alan G, Hunter B, Alistair, Martin M, Matt L, Liam B, Harry P, Sam B, Adam G, Neil P, David S, Robbie S, Andrew C, Tom B, Jordan, Paul S, Yannick H, Stephen F, Eric T, Christopher R, Damon H, Jonathan P, Elliot M, Lee A, Paul, Johan P, Dominic, Rob P, Michael, Sila P, Anthony R, also ran, Jeff B, Stephen M, Roger D, Dan W, Bronco, Matt H, Alan M, and Savage P. Before I leave you, I just wanted to say that, well, FIFA is a bit like life, really. It has its many ups and its many downs. And if you are having a few more downs than ups in real life in these more difficult times, then please don't feel that you're alone or need to struggle on without taking action. If you go to www.thecalmzone.net, there's loads of resources, advice and support, or even just a chat available to anyone who needs it. I'd really encourage anyone listening who feels they need a bit of extra support to head over there. So that's www.thecalmzone.net. Finally, thank you for listening and I'll catch you on the next one. If you want legendary service, if you want sweeter discounts, save by bundling auto and home with insurance. All right, I'll be back in a few minutes. Gonna check the pronunciation of Lewandowski. <laughs>
Lowe's, we know you can get the job done faster if you don't have to stop and come into the store all the time. That's why we've updated our app with your business in mind. With the app, you can build quotes, easily reorder your supplies, track orders, and much more. So you can get everything you need right away, stay on the job, finish it, and get started on the next one. Download the app today. Because Lowe's knows time is money. Lowe's knows pros. Sports Social Podcast Network. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.